okay, I'm not getting the yes that I want. So what is this, what is this no giving me permission to do? Rejections are permission slips. I think that's the most proactive and efficient and productive way to receive feedback that is not what you necessarily want to receive in the moment, but it's, it's a matter of taking control of things, conversations, answers that you feel you have very little control over. Welcome to the Artist Becoming Podcast. Hey, Jess. Hey, Shelby, a five, six, seven, eight. Join us in weekly conversations with performing artists across stages, studios, rinks, fields, and screens. Every conversation, a chance to dive deep into the story of their becoming. All right, Shelby, let's get on into it. Welcome to another episode of Inside Out, Small Chats, Big Topics, where together we discuss some big topics that are circulating our industry, those ones that we just don't usually get to talk about. We're going to share some personal insights, stories, good giggles, nitty-gritty challenging sides of the industry that we just don't usually sit with. And if you have a topic you'd like to hear us talk about, DM us your thoughts at artistbecoming on Instagram or send us an email at artistbecoming at gmail.com. Today, we are going to be talking about facing rejection. Look, <laughs> here y'all. <laughs> I don't have any credentials, okay? I'm not, an <laughs> I'm not an expert on many things. I'm an expert on this one, okay? So... <laughs> Uh, am I crying or are you crying? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, this is, you know, facing rejection, bringing it down and being serious now. Mm-hmm. Rejection is part for the course as a performing artist. Um, it is just something we are confronted with perhaps daily, <laughs> but it is a, a very real, very challenging aspect of the industry and of life as a performer. And I'm sure that both of us have many stories of rejection Um, and it's, you know, it's not just an artist's peril. It's, it's something that can be faced in any industry, in any relationship. It's just a part of life. And um, we're just going to, I think, share today some personal stories or insights on how we had found ways to overcome those moments of rejection or perhaps lessons learned in, in moments when we didn't. Um, handle those situations quite as elegantly or gracefully or in a way of um, kindness towards ourselves or towards others even I'm not sure but um, it's just a big part of the pie so um, Shelby darling tell us um, about your relationship with rejection perhaps and what you've learned uh, along the way rejection what a good one (laughs) there's different spheres of rejection, right? Like there's the dating sphere of rejection, which I'm an expert at navigating. (laughs) Um, Certainly as a performing artist, I feel like the journey of an artist is failing your way to the top, right? And failing, failing your way to your version of the top. And we've had so many just mind boggling conversations with people, with performers at the top of their game, And it is not an easy road. Like that's just not what you're signing up for when you decide to pursue 
anything really that you're passionate about, but predominantly in the performing arts, because arts is such a subjective field, you know, it can have very little to do with your talent and it can have more to do with timing, you know? And uh, we've talked about that with auditions and not getting the gig or not getting the, the role or the promotion or whatever. It can, it can come down to something as out of your control as someone else getting injured or pregnant or, you know, what have you. And so there's just so, there's so many aspects of rejection that are completely out of our control. Mm-hmm. And knowing that it's still just so incredibly easy to blame ourselves for not being good enough, not being prepared enough, not having the background, not having the education, you name it. Um, What I find is that in my own experience with rejection, I mean, the times when I have had the gumption to go in and advocate for myself to, which is, okay, I'm not getting the yes that I want. So what is this, what is this no giving me permission to do more often than not? And I've said this before, I got a rejection of what I was asking for. And what I realized was that while at the time, it's not what I wanted to hear, it is very much what I needed to hear. And I, I turned the rejection into a permission slip. Perhaps it's to consider other companies. Perhaps it's to consider other, um, career paths. Perhaps it's to consider the timing of, um, of my career. Perhaps it's to consider other suitors. (laughs) Um, rejections are permission slips. I think that's the most proactive and efficient and productive way to receive feedback. That is not what you necessarily want to receive in the moment, but it's, it's a matter of taking control of things, conversations, answers that you feel you have very little control over. So it's, it's, it's a matter of taking the agency back mm-hmm. out of a rejection. How can you grow from this? How can you go from this? Um, yeah. Tell me about your experience with rejection. And, and just as a hedge, like this seems very almost, um, almost preachy as I hear it come out of my mouth. This has taken years to reframe in a healthy way. And I'm here to share it with the intention and hope that it saves other people the time it took me (laughs) to get here in this kind of healthier headspace about it. I'd love to hear where you're at with that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love how you just described the, the kind of different types of rejection and, and even kind of funneling, funneling it into the rejection that can come from a conversation of advocating for yourself or asking questions and, and having to honor the answer and rewrite that into that permission slip. I think that that's so powerful because when I think of all the rejections of my life, they were pivot points. Every single one was a powerful pivot point. Yes. And it's like step, ball, change, step, ball, change. It's just, it is a step, ball, change. <laughs> and you got to let yourself ball change. That's what happens in those rejection moments. But what, you know, there's the rejection of a conversation. There's, and then there's the casting rejections or the role rejections, which I'd like to speak to for a moment or not getting into the company or that company that you dreamed of or not getting that role that you dreamed of. I'm just like, I literally get like little chills down my arms. Like my little hairs are standing up when I think about those moments of rejection that I faced. 
Um, and sometimes it wasn't getting into that company of my dreams or not getting that role that I just so desperately dreamed of. But when I sit on the other side of it, I think that what is more painful, like this would be something for everyone to sort of consider because it's something that I learned about myself is that far more painful than the rejection of getting into the company or getting that role or getting that guy or those things, far more painful than the reality of that rejection is the rejection of the fantasy I had created in my mind. Oof, yeah. So I think it's with rejection, it's about learning how to release expectation and eliminate the levels of storytelling that we create. And that's the storytelling comes in two parts, right? What happens to you when you get that role, when you get that company, when you get into that company, when you get that guy, when you have that relationship, whatever the rejection is, we're already projecting this fantasy of what happens on the other side of getting that thing. Mm -hmm. And so the loss, when you don't get that thing, you're not actually losing the thing. You're losing all of the ideas that happen on the other side of the thing, which can happen without that thing. So, and then you're having to unwind the story. And then there's a second part of the storytelling, which is all of the reasons why you were rejected. And we tell ourselves that story. We don't know the story. I love that. It's so true. I think, you know, we talk about, idealizing things, whether it is the role, the company, the job, the track, the, the relationship, and we become obsessed with the idea of it. You know, in reality, it's never as glamorous as it seems. And I, you know, admittedly, I struggle a lot with that reflecting on my career with very much rose colored glasses. Like I love waxing poetic on my dance career, knowing very well that it was extremely difficult, you know? Um, yeah. And it's just this kind of obsession with the attachment of the ideal. And so I think that a proactive way, you know, if we're trying to give actionable steps of dealing with rejection, a proactive way to process rejection is getting down to the bare bones, which is knowing, okay, I believe that what is mine shall not pass me by one of our favorite mantras. Um, if this wasn't for me, it's because I need to be available for something else. So how can I be proactive, um, differently prepared, not, not necessarily more prepared, but differently prepared. Another great thing is asking for feedback, which isn't always an option, but in jobs, for example, um, outside of the stage realm, it is very natural, uh, to request a feedback for why you didn't get a job, a feedback call. And, you know, whether or not they're giving you full transparency, which generally they're not, um, there is something to be said for even the smallest little comment that you can take with you, process it in whatever positive way you decide to for yourself, and then take that with you into the next steps. And, um, can I be real? yeah, I disagree. Really? This is the first time I've disagreed with you. Tell me and I, I say this only because, and I think it's good. I think it's good. I think that in our industry, I, you just said the correct thing. You're not going to get the real answer. You're not. When yeah. we're talking about if you didn't get the role or you didn't get into the company, yeah. they're not going to give you, very rarely are they going, you going, are you going to be given a transparent answer? 
And I remember in our conversation with Garen Scribner, actually, he was like, get comfy with the no and get comfy with no feedback. It's like, because yeah. a lot of, and I agree, there's a, there, you have to advocate for yourself and there is a time and a place. Are you thinking feedback kind of provides you with the opportunity to like put in a new skill or like implement a change? Yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. And I remember that moment when Darren said that, and I agree with that wholeheartedly, but I just find that there is absolutely no harm in asking why. Yeah. There's never, there's no harm. And, and, you know, admittedly, you're not going to get the hundred percent transparent reason why, but you might get something that is helpful as you navigate your pivot, offer some specific examples of when I asked why I didn't get something. So one, I asked why, when I was, um, when I was in the school and I I wanted to have a conversation with a director about my potential in a company, and Mm -hmm. I was not allowed that conversation. And I asked why, and the answer was, we just don't do that. Right. Not helpful, except that now our life's work at Artists Becoming is normalizing conversations that give people proactive information. So like that, I brought that conversation with me. That was 15 years ago. I still reflect on it. The next time I asked why was when I thought I deserved a promotion and I wasn't getting it. And I asked why, and the information I received was, you know, it had to do with budget constraints and needing dancers, my height in the court of ballet. That was pretty transparent. I'm sure it wasn't the whole reason, but that gave me a really solid piece of information that was hard, but helpful to hear of, okay, I need to be okay with staying here in the core. If I want to stay in this company, because this is the reality here. That was very helpful then for, to to not ask why and not receive any type of information on the fact that, you know, it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. And so what happens is if we're not asking why, then we are alone with our assumptions, right? And you can, yes, you can practice getting comfy with the no, but yes, you can also practice getting more information and then taking what you need and leaving what you don't. And that's, that discernment is something that really draws mindfulness into play. Like that is essentially the practice of yoga, right? It's like, discerning when you resist gravity and when you surrender to it. And that, and that's a practice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep advocating for the ask. No, I think <laughs> you're, I think you're spot on. And I think where I was like, I'm so glad I pushed the resistance button there because I think that in some of the conversations we've had, it's like, there's different facets to the industry and there are times, and that's what these conversations have been about. And this, that's what these conversations have been about when we speak with leaders. It's like, there are times where the conversation and the advocacy really matters. And then there are times where it doesn't. So for example, when you're auditioning for Broadway shows and you're auditioning, you're in an audition season and there's literally hundreds of you going in role after role and you're every day, you're, there's not time for the casting director to sit with you one-on-one and be like, you know, yeah. so vocally, they don't have time. <laughs> There's two different yeah. versions of a rejection. And, yeah. and I think that you just really pinpointed it. It's true. I'm so glad you pushed because it is a matter of managing expectations, right? Predominantly our own, which are the only ones that we can control. Um, but then gleaning as much information as we can out of the people whose careers you know, who have our careers in their hands, um, and then being proactive about that. But it is, 
controlling the story that we tell ourselves. Often it's a practice of rewriting that story in a productive way. Um, and then using our rejections as pivot points, as permission slips to move on, to grow on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Just thinking of all my exes out there. Peace. <laughs> gosh I just yeah I just think this is it's such a it's a I mean we could have broken down rejection into like a mini series you know like there's just so many elements so rewriting the story eliminating expectation and assumptions assumptions it's assumptions that we have to eliminate Mm -hmm. asking proactive questions when they're sitting with when you're sitting with them being unafraid to ask them. I was feeling resistant towards that. You just really rewrote my mind on that one. And, um, releasing the attachment to what we idealize about something and getting down to the bare bones of what it is we're trying to reach for ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. That felt productive. more soon soon, friends more soon um check out the podcast Mm -hmm. apple and spotify rate review subscribe please 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 and um share it with your friends share it on your instagram story what else shell all the things you know we're doing this for you guys to connect with you guys we're obsessed with these conversations with the topics that are that are being submitted um please do not be shy to reach out and to help us continue to show up differently for ourselves and for each other yes oh my god did we just have our first fight (gasps) one (laughs) you did win oh i love you (laughs) we just exemplified healthy communication everybody (laughs) nonviolent communication Mm, that's what it's about peace love see you next time bye Want to connect further with our community at Artists Becoming? Rate and review this podcast and subscribe to stay on top of our weekly guest artist conversations and our small chats, big topics. Check out www.artistsbecoming.com to learn more about our monthly subscription membership filled with on-demand guided meditation and yummy yoga practices to support your unique journey as a performing artist. Follow along on Instagram at Artist Becoming for sneak peeks and inspiring content and DM us the dream artists, athletes, performers, psychologists that you'd love to hear from or topics you'd like for us to unpack. Sharing is caring, so fire up that group chat, share to your stories, comment, share, 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 and just stay connected with us. We are here for your becoming.